It's called a promo, Shut kid. Your and mouth, if you want to be the big dog, you're going to have to learn how to do it. So go Are ahead. You ready? No, I said. Are you ready? That was good. Glad you finally decided to pull that giant stick out of your butt and have some fun for once in your life. You're uneducated, Marks. You sit there on your phones, tweeting out your opinions like they're worth a damn. Let me explain something to you people. You don't know shit. And I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's death. Today I had to make one of the toughest decisions of my professional career. Today I terminated Phil Brooks, CM Punk, for cause. This stems from a backstage incident at AEW All In last Sunday. The incident was regrettable and it endangered people backstage. That includes the production staff, the people who helped put the show on every week, innocent people who had nothing to do with it. I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network for nearly four years. Never in all that time have I ever felt until last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger at a wrestling show. I don't think anybody should feel that way at work. I don't think the people I work with should feel that way. And I had to make a very difficult choice today. It came at the recommendation of a discipline committee here in AEW, as well as outside legal counsel who delivered a unanimous recommendation. And I have followed up on that recommendation I'm sorry to any fans who are upset by this. I'm sorry to anyone who's upset by this. Despite that, we're going to have a great show tonight on Collision, and we're going to have a great AEW All-Out pay-per-view tomorrow here in Chicago. Last weekend was the greatest weekend in AEW history. This is the greatest week in AEW history. We're going to continue the great momentum here tonight on Collision and tomorrow night on All-Out pay-per-view. Let's take a look at this huge week. That's tonight, actually. Fun fact, as we sit here tonight, that's tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I figured I could read the fucking statement, but everybody already knows at this point. Why not go straight to the source? It's Tony Khan last night on Collision, which I didn't watch until this morning. I wasn't watching Collision up until just this a.m. when I got up at 11. I was up till 5 last night. And I watched the second half about the same time. <laughs> I was tired. I was catching up an hour ago, and while I was saying my prayers and taking my vitamins, I literally missed the whole Hobbs match. I, just icebreaker. I missed the whole Hobbs match. I took one vitamin. I got one vitamin deep, and next thing I know, the bell's ringing, and it's over. One, two, three. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I was I was trying to speed through it. I saw Hobbs was coming up, and I was like, this is a squash. I'm sorry. I love squash. you, Hobbs, but... That's an understatement. A squash. I fast-forwarded through it. I, I just I didn't have the time, man. It was less than 15 seconds of a match, I think. Again, I have two vitamins in my hand to take. I took one. The bell's ringing. Yeah. Punk's not there. Punk's gone. Punk's gone. It's, it's crazy to say. I, I think part of me knew this was coming eventually, but... I don't know, it just still feels a bit unreal. At the same time, yeah. it's just like, it was going to happen. That checks out. I, f- I feel the exact nature of what you're saying. It is inevitable, but at the same time, like, it feels weird. 
And again, with with the premise of this show being like staying away from how toxic it gets in the middle of the two major fan bases. Right now, I am not on the internet. I'm trying to stay away from the internet. Yeah, uh, I get on X as much as X. I need to. Fucking X. But I, I just, and I don't want to comment on it either. Like specifically, whose fault it is and things like that. I, that's not my place to say. No, but there is footage apparently that none of us get to see. Not even Sean Ross gets to see it. I don't know. There, there's something shady about that, in my opinion. Shady. Hot take. I want to hear it. Hot take? Yeah. Well, I just... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe yeah. it's not so shady. Maybe it's just... It's not for us to see, you know? But, I mean... I don't know. Like, I kind of see people say, you know, oh, they've, they've been doing little things here and there to just tick him off to make him do something to get him released. And you know what? Like I said, I'm not going to debate whose fault it is, but I could see merit in both sides. I could see, you know, people saying it's his fault, people saying it's uh, everyone else's fault. I think everyone just... It, it was a volatile situation that eventually had to explode. Damn. I agree. But, I mean, besides that, we did just have payback. I know. I'm going to get to payback in one moment. I'm getting settled in. I got, as Matt Hardy would say, I got my array of beverages... I got my WWF Scratch logo, Big Eagle Championship, not WWE Shop Official, sponsored by the only sponsor this show has, Triple B Belts. You can find Triple B Belts on Mercari. Just don't look up three Bs or I'll get sued. (laughs) I also, I had to snack because I'm fucking hungry. Like I said, I've only been up for four hours at a late night. I'm eating fucking Kalen and Kalen MJF Championship Mustard Chip Pickles. And Let's then go. mixing it with like honey mustard and onion pretzels from Optavia. And if either of those companies want to sponsor me, we go go right ahead. We are open to sponsors. Oh, hell yeah! <clears throat> I had to spit out my cough drop so there wasn't a bunch of clinking going on in my mouth. Yeah, uh, but so the big payback. The big payback. As, it, as James Brown would say, it's not. Going into it, uh, I didn't have a lot of expectations. I was thinking, you know, Rollins and Shinsuke, that'll be a good match. And then the rest of it, I was like, just, it'll happen. But, first of all, like, the first match completely threw me off. Because I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Becky and Trish, who have had a feud that feels like it's gone on way too long. Definitely. With matches that are, they happened. Uh... This match was actually really good, in my opinion. Definitely was. All the elements in the story were incorporated into the cage, with Becky still getting a clean win. And I thought, when I was watching it, me and uh, Alyssa, my girlfriend, we were both talking at the same time about, like, it potentially should have been the main event, because you're building it as, like, an icon versus icon. This match got pushed from one pay-per-view to another, and the storyline, as you just pointed out, has gone on a really long time, kind of longer than it felt like it needed to. And so it felt like, okay, let's end it in the main event. But I look at it from GM mode perspective, like I look at a lot of booking decisions, and opening the match, or opening the pay-per-view with that match was a solid decision because it was a good 21-minute cage match. Everybody got their shit in. It really caught the audience's attention. 
Now to follow it up with what you follow it up with, that's a whole other decision. But, but however, that was a good opener. I do think the fact that they didn't let John Cena come out until after that match was also a very good decision. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Because it feels like you're giving them that moment at least, you know. We'll let John Cena do his thing afterwards. But for that moment, Becky, Trish, they got it. A little bit of Zoe. Very happy Zoe finally grew a pair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a Zoe Starks guy too. You got me hooked on her a long time ago. Also a little Easter egg with Tiffany Stratton and Becky Lynch. Oh yeah, the backstage between... Uh, Becky and Tiffany, if you haven't been keeping up with NXT, which I suggest you do, because it is an amazing weekly show. That's probably one of the better... It's probably the best brand right now, arguably. Um, well, amazing might be overselling it, but it's really good. So, Tiffany did a promo, and she was mentioning a bunch of former NXT Women's Champions that she was going to be better than, and she accidentally mentions Becky Lynch, which, uh... Becky Lynch has never been NXT Women's Champion. So then they have an exchange on Twitter, uh, X. Um, <laughs> it's getting, I just call it Twitter. It's taking some getting used to. I, I, I just call it Twitter. I don't know, but they have an exchange. Uh, Tiffany's like, well, I'm sorry. So then at the pay-per-view, at Payback, Tiffany walks up to Becky and is like, hey, yeah, so like, I'm sorry and stuff and whatever. <laughs> That's my Tiffany Stratton impersonation, kind of. It's a great impersonation. <laughs> um, and then Becky's like, okay, well, just know I'll, I'll be watching your match on Tuesday. Uh, so, it looks like they might be sending Becky down uh, to do some stuff in NXT. That's that's cool. Like, I, I was telling you before we even started, I think it's kind of an upgrade from where she's at right now, but I still want to see her get back to, like, the big main event picture. I want to see her main eventing, like, a major... Uh, live event. See, the the reason I gave everyone I've talked to so far is that Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch is like the marquee match they want to make. But they don't want to do it right now because obviously the next pay-per-view is Fastlane and why would you want to do it at random Fastlane in the middle of September or October, whatever like, it is. You say Fastlane, I was like, is it WrestleMania season? No, they're just randomly having Fastlane I don't understand it either. But, so like, they're trying to keep them as far away from each other as possible. Yeah. But I'm looking at it from an NXT fan perspective as well, and I was telling you this beforehand. Uh, Tiffany Stratton so far has fought Thea Hale and Thea Hale. Literally (laughs) twice. That's her only defenses. Uh, So, and no diss to Thea Hale. I actually really like Thea Hale. She's really young, though, and she's still kind of green in some ways. So the matches weren't that great, and she's not anywhere near, like, the upper echelon of NXT women's division right now. And for someone who they kind of touted as, like, you know, the whole package, Tiffany should be fighting uh, people closer to that. People like Roxanne Perez, like Cora Jade. Uh, I love both of those and then, wrestlers. So those superstars. So then, the thing that puts me at is that right now Tiffany doesn't feel like she's at Becky's level or even close. So it's like you're sending Tiffany up to where 
it's very likely she might fail. Interesting. Or she doesn't fail. Plot twist. If she doesn't she fail, then that. yeah, it elevates her a lot. But I don't know, man. Like Tiffany has not been hitting like the way I think a lot of us, a lot of people who watch NXT thought she would as a champion. Watching NXT and the way they're building Roxanne back up, I feel like Roxanne's going to have another big run within the next six months. I would not doubt that. In fact, I thought she was going to win the uh, the four-way. Uh, shout out to uh, Sean, Sean Michaels, for booking a win I did not expect. I'm not going to lie. Right. I want to know what he told Carmella Hayes. I want to know that, too. I feel like Carmelo is... I told you this again beforehand. Carmelo feels like he's on like the same level as Braun Breaker in that both of them are like the new faces of NXT. And Braun Breaker had a hell of a run as an NXT champion. So it feels like Carmelo should have just as long and just as good of a run. But at the same time, like I just feel like both of them are ready now. Yeah, Wesley's time is... Up to be the next NXT champion. Those guys need to move up. See, I love Wesley, and I would love that, but I'm still sitting here thinking... Dragunov. Dragunov. I knew it. Yes. He is... I think he's eligible. I think he's legit enough to bring, like, some prestige to that title. Yes, I do feel like that. The only thing that's... And right now, they're doing a program with him and... uh, I don't even know if he's... It seems like... Because during that show that led up to the whole... Uh, him, uh, Carmelo, going to Sean... Was that... Uh, Dragunov was like... Yeah, I'm not done yet. I want that title. And then Wesley was like... Did this little video thing... Where he said... You know... I'm still going for that title too. So I feel like... A triple threat? Maybe? Maybe. Or maybe a tournament, and Wesley and Dragon were like two of like the top position players in there to win it. I, I just feel like Dragon and Wesley are definitely involved in some way. Should be interesting. Also, I know we're not supposed to be talking about NXT exclusively, but I have it in my notes here to talk about Brian Pillman being signed to NXT. Might as well cap that, nip that in the bud while it's up in the air. So. Brian Pillman Jr. From what I understand, he was signed, and they're not in a hurry to debut him at any point soon. Yeah. I think, even though AEW treated him uh, as already kind of like a star in many senses, or at least a caliber wrestler that you could put within your mid-card to add some legit uh, matches, I think they still want to put him through like the WWE ringer and kind of mold him a little bit better, which I'm not mad at. I think that's a good idea because their system, while kind of fucking some people I really love off the independents, also has proven to work out really great for people like uh, Robert Roode or like uh, Andrade is a good example. Like There's people who go through the WWE developmental system that come out with a little bit more character than they... Yeah, see, I... I was thinking that, and that's why I'm glad, because I, I, I almost thought, like, with his name alone, they were going to try and put him on the main roster. I'm glad they didn't do that. Like, Now, I'm curious if they're going to let him keep Pillman Jr., or they're going to, you know, um, solo Sokoa him. 
Braun Breaker him. <laughs> okay, back to payback. Back to payback. What was your favorite match of the night? Oof. That's a hard one. That's um, easy. Shinsuke and Seth was a <clears throat> really good one, in my opinion. I I don't want to say it didn't live up to the hype, but I, I think there's definitely more they could do there. And it seems like they might do it. Yeah, after Payback, little Easter egg for those who aren't on the inside, after Payback, Shinsuke uh, attacked Seth Rollins again. They're probably going to extend the program out longer. Maybe even putting the title on Shinsuke. That would be great. I'm all for it. But not very likely. What could have been a main event had it been built up as well as Shinsuke and Seth, because the build-up to that was phenomenal, and they really made Shinsuke look like the legit badass he is. And I was really happy about true. that. I think I said that on the last episode. I was really happy about that. But also, again, Steel Cage match was great. There's a couple good matches and bad matches, but that uh, tag team title match, that street fight, as much as I was really sad about the finish, I was not ready to see Sammy and Kevin lose the titles. No, not me neither. That match went hard, and that match could have stole the show. It's my favorite match of the night. I think it was was the co-main event. Is that what I'm getting? Well, I mean, if I look at the card and guess what the co-main event would be if you label it that it would be the women's world title match uh which thank god Nia Jax didn't show up all the rumors and reports were like Nia Jax will show up she said I'm gonna get my payback on Rhea I'm so glad well Rhea does need a new challenger now and for the love of I can't remember anyone on the Raw women's roster so (laughs) fucking green as hell not anybody on the roster to face Rhea. We're a, we got WrestleMania 26 going in the background. Drew McIntyre, Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. 2010, walking down the aisle for the Money in the Bank ladder match. Looking as green as green can be. Oh. The chosen one. Oh, Drew McIntyre. Broken his, Dreams. Yeah, his theme song. That's what I was about to say. His theme song back then. One of my top five theme songs of all time. Holy crap. That's all a right. good theme. Well. Black Eye Kane. <laughs> I, but I think the way I'd rank it is probably I might put the Women's Steel Cage match on top. Okay. Then Sammy and Kevin and Shinsuke and Seth neck to neck. But I might put Sammy and Kevin a little bit higher. I was entertained through it. Way more though, I yeah. will say that. Especially the part where they threw the threw the gloves down, and as someone who watches hockey with his family off and on, when they threw the gloves down and started beating the crap out of yeah. Dom, that was it, man. See, I grew up hockey being my favorite sport. I grew up watching hockey, and Sidney Crosby is actually my favorite hockey player. So whenever I saw that Sidney Crosby jersey, I was like, "Let's go, turn up for Jesus, let's." Go. And uh, shout out to Kevin for the the. Terry Funk tribute, I guess you'd call it that. He did him justice. Yeah, I was when he took the uh, the KO shirt off and showed that. I was like, "Oh, I hope he does this justice, man." I know they don't sponsor us either, and so I hate giving all these businesses plugs that don't give us money back yet. But I really feel like Kevin Owens just has like a weekly subscription with pro wrestling tees because he's just so close tight-knit with them from all his days as Kevin Steen I really feel like 
He's just getting pro wrestling tees every week. That does feel like a thing, too, it's, yeah. It's like five shirts a week. All right, here's next week's supply. All right, but yeah, that's... Uh, and then, uh, did you want to talk about LA Knight? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's the most talked about superstar in WWE right now. Like, you... You kind of have to talk about him, uh, or else you're missing out on something really big. Whether I agree with it or not, I'll say it over and over. If even though I'm not buying what he's selling, I'm not gonna deny that. Like that crowd pops every time, and I will, I'll give him his flowers for that. I really feel like two, one first note, one. I thought it was hilarious the Miz uh, mimicking him and making the crowd yes. think he was on Raw. I love that. He executes that so perfectly every time he does it. Yes. Man, it was gold. And I really feel like Miz uh, has done an excellent job elevating the character into more than Marty was. Because I think he's right. Every promo has, like, a bit of good truth to it, right? I think he's correct in the fact that, like, this could just be a fad. It could just be, like, a flash in the pan. LA Knight really could be... Uh, just a thing that like passes over if you don't treat it right. And I really think he's done an excellent job of coming in and elevating that character into feeling like more than just a gimmick. I think so too. I think, I think the little things Ellie and I mentioned too about like the cockroach infested apartment, you know, coming up and stuff like that. Giving him a little, living with Dean Ambrose. <laughs> giving him a little bit of the humanity is kind of. It's it's. Doing little things to make him seem less like just the gimmick. Right. Now, it's like I told uh, people I was watching Payback with. They did everything in their power, this pay-per-view and leading up here, to give LA Knight the ball. It is now up to LA Knight and the fans to run with it. Including an endorsement from John Cena. Yeah, I think that's more than an endorsement. I think we're looking at a future program with the two. Not confirmed, it just... The build can go that direction. And with John Cena already having the courtesy of putting Austin Theory over at WrestleMania for no reason, I can see him coming in, putting in a program with LA Knight, getting a couple good matches in during this little Cena tour he's on, which I'm actually trying to be a part of in October. I'm planning on going to the San Antonio show. The only thing about that is, like, I don't like the idea of, can you do Cena versus LA Knight without LA Knight becoming a full-on heel again? I think so. It'll be interesting to see, at least. Uh, Besides that, I think Payback, for the most part, I I was kind of expecting, for some reason, because of all the rumors, something crazy happening. Uh, shout out to the Judgment Day for finally, you know, everyone's got gold now. Yeah, but I just, Sammy and Kevin, man. And in my fantasy world, too, I know this isn't, like, a thing that happens, but in my fantasy world, too, I feel like Better Than You Bebe versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn could have been, like, the Forbidden Door match. It still could. Could be the Forbidden Match, or Forbidden Door Match of the Year. No, that fucking that that goes to Britt Baker versus Finn Balor. Man. <laughs> if, if you've been checking Britt's Twitter, you know. I've been off of the internet. But uh, just kind of close thoughts on payback. The 
I'm curious to see where the Judgment Day goes now that they do have all these titles. I know... They add JD, for one. They add JD officially. Like, he did help them. I... In my fantasy world, Damien's like, oh, I guess I don't need this anymore, and hands the briefcase to JD. But that's that's asking a little too much, so I'm not gonna... But yeah, besides that, it was it was a pretty decent show. Now we're looking forward to uh, NXT No Mercy at the end of September and Fastlane. Pay per view. It should be yeah. I'll I'll add a poll when we get closer to that time. What people are more excited for? Because I guarantee more people will be excited for No Mercy than Fastlane, or at least post those pay per views, more people will be satisfied with it than they will Fastlane. If Dragonov's on the card, then it's already good in my books. Should Shinsuke have kicked out of that uh, lackluster curb stomp? I that's the one thing. I, that's the one thing I was thinking about was great match, but like the finish made ending. me feel weird. I was like, okay, you could have kicked out of that and went two, three more minutes. I don't know what's going on in the ring. I'm yeah. just like that. That didn't feel like it was the end. I feel like. That was maybe their way of saying, yeah, there's more to this. So we're just going to let you do a half-ass curb stomp. And then uh, next time you'll do the full thing and probably still win, if I'm being honest. Rhea continues on her path to Rampage. I'm trying to remember what I'm missing because the fact that I have to reach deep to remember any other matches tells you kind of how the rest of the card felt. So... I can run down, like, the rest of it, what we haven't mentioned. Could literally look it up, but... Mysterio in theory, I mean, oh, yeah. Mysterio retains. It was a pretty quick match. Wasn't a fan of the Pittsburgh World Order shirts. I, I see a lot of people who are annoyed at the whole gimmick of LWO going to different places and just... Yeah, when it becomes, like, U.S. Know. cities. It's nothing against Pittsburgh. I love the city of Pittsburgh. I think that's a dope place to go visit, but I just don't like the, like... Okay, we're going to turn the Latino world order into every city. and It's pandering. It's just pandering. And then, like you said, Raquel and Rhea, I... Could they do another Raquel-Rhea match? It was actually... Not that she's had any other actual matches during her reign, but it was the best Rhea match during her reign. I'm trying to remember the other matches, because most of the other ones were just squashes. Literally, yeah, I'm not I'm not getting a full card yet. But the only other thing that really happened significantly was the Grayson Waller effect with Cody Rhodes, which major announcement there. If you don't already know, you kind of need to know that Jay Uso is going to Monday Night Raw. I I asked a question. I said, "Is Jay Uso the one to dethrone Gunther?" No. No. Cool. It, it's not impossible, but I just feel like they're saving that for somebody else. Who it is, I can't tell you. I I gave up after Drew McIntyre. I thought yeah. that was the one. I mean, my... Chad Gable could be the one. No. I think they're going to let him... Well, I mean, they've already done the match. They'll do another match this Monday. And then... He's going to lose that one, too, I feel. So that Gunther can get the... That's what I said, too, but... record. You never know. You never Anything truly could happen. know. You never truly know, but I think it's likely that he does. And then after that, I don't know. I mean, who knows? I don't know. 
I just took that Baja Blast to the face. I got Baja Blasted just then. But that was I, a lot of carbonation. I do think there is some potential in Jey Uso doing something on Raw. I just, I, for the life of me, can't figure out what. <laughs> so, correct me if I'm wrong, but this means Cody Rhodes goes to SmackDown, correct? Or did he just have some strings to pull to get Jey Uso to Raw? See, I, that, I believe it's implied, or at least that's what I've seen a lot of people say. But nowhere in there did he mention specifically Cody Rhodes or, in this sense, I go to SmackDown. So we'll see on Monday again, I feel like. It just doesn't... If I feel like he has to, but at the same time, like, when you don't say it directly... Also, you gotta keep in mind, and this is what I'm really trying to get at. I'll just stop beating around the bush. They don't really care about the brand split thing. They will no. fucking break that wall down whenever they need to, however they need to, with no context as to why. So, and with Michael Cole doing two shows for no reason, don't even get me started on Michael Cole. They they literally did it because apparently uh, Endeavor requested it. The future parent company of WWE. Are they not the current? Did the deal already go through? I thought. I mean, that's definitely something worth a look up because I don't want to be wrong, but I was under the impression that it already went through whenever ago. It doesn't say anywhere that he's going to SmackDown. It just says that yeah. Jay is so coming to Raw. I feel like you should, though, because what, what is there for Cody to do on Raw? I know what there is to do on SmackDown. One, that beautiful U.S. title that was made in his image... Put it on him. That's and fair. Once he gets that title, he'll hold it for like three months, elevate it, have some great U.S. title opens. Remember those? Remember when people used to do that? We're bringing that back. Cody Rhodes, U.S. champion, open challenges every week. Let's go. Yeah, this is fun. Now, this is why you got to let me cook. But then once he drops that title to somebody significant, but on the mid card that's about to get their big break. Grayson he, Waller. He's going to... Okay, <laughs> then he's going to elevate all the way back up to the Universal title picture. He's going to get to WrestleMania 40, where I guess I'm not going to go since it's so sold out. And <laughs> he's going to finally win that Universal title. And then everyone's going to be like, well, it would have been great last year, but I guess I'll take it now. That is literally... What I see possibly happening. <laughs> yeah, that's my prediction. Nope, that's my spoiler. Okay. A little tagline there. Okay, I mean, again, I can't think of anyone else. Like, the two people that I had to take that title from Ray were Theory again, because I don't know why, or Grayson. Literally, Theory or better Theory. And here's my thing, too. I, I don't know if we talked about it last week or not. I know you and I have talked about it. I, I like that Rey Mysterio is the U.S. champion and Dominic's the North American champion, and I'm hoping that that means that Survivor Series NXT uh, gets brought into the Survivor Series picture and they do a whole thing with Rey and Dom again. And what makes me feel like it's possible is Dominic had said recently uh, he had cut a little shoot on his dad saying like my dad's just the champion of uh the united states of america but i'm the champion yes. of uh 
Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. Which, good point. <laughs> he does have a good point. What I've, a valid point. Please do NXT as Survivor Series. Carmelo Hayes versus Seth Rollins. I don't expect Roman to show up. <laughs> but Carmelo Hayes and Seth Rollins. My God. And then I guess Tiffany Stratton versus Rio. Roman would show up to win the triple threat last minute. He would sign the contract on the way down to the ring. Oh my god. Can you believe it's been uh, over three years? It's fucking crazy to me. Three years that man's been just holding that bitch down. So the Endeavor uh, deal is finalized mid to late September this month. Yes. That's what I thought. So, yeah, the future parent company just said, uh, we want Michael Cole for literally, we want him to be the face of commentary. Here's my problem with them. Here's my problem with them. This man, on or off camera, on or off script, has never let Vince McMahon's dick out of his mouth. And I'm glad that we are an uncensored show so I can say this. Michael Cole is the biggest Vince McMahon dick writer I have ever seen. And that's my issue with him. Is that no matter what context I hear him in, he will not stop dick writing his boss. And it's annoying. It's like his mini-me. Yeah. I threw up. Yeah, I get that. All I know is I started really liking Michael Cole when it was him and Pat McAfee. That's a commentator. It's funny because Michael Cole has decades of experience and Pat McAfee is just funny. But that's that's their dynamic. And that's why Pat McAfee's a better commentator. He plays the dynamic better. Damn. I might just be talking out of my ass because again, it's a biased opinion. But oh, clinking my See I get that. And apart- MJF pickles. Part of me also feels like, I mean, you need Cole there with anywhere Pat Kevin Patrick is <laughs> to make sure the man doesn't... People don't like that guy, do they? They You're, don't. It's like an ongoing hatred for I don't Kevin get it, Patrick. but at the same time, like, I kind of... I don't hate him like everyone else does, but I do feel like he, he still needs someone kind of there to help him a little bit. And I've... Corey Graves has been solid since day one. I remember him coming onto the scene and immediately just feeling so natural. You know what would be a good move, too, down the line for AEW, switching companies back over. Renee Young did excellent commentary work when she was a commentator on Monday Night Raw. She really did excellent commentary work, better than uh, her counterpart commentator, female commentator, Beth Phoenix, who, not a bad job, but was a little bit stiff. Renee Young yeah. did it like water. It was natural. I feel like AEW could tie her into the commentary team here and there down the line. They could. Maybe even replace Kevin Kelly. I love Kevin Kelly, but I recently found some shit out about him as far as like his opinions and uh, some little bit of ROH drama from years ago with him having some pretty conservative opinions that Oof. really pushed some people the wrong way. But I digress. Yeah. Which, actually, I won't stick on ROH because I'm not allowed to. It's, like, against the law here. But (laughs) uh, it ties back into AEW. Not a lot of people understand why Dark Order is the number one contenders for the ROH tag team titles. And I feel like if 
uh, you don't watch ROH, that's why you don't understand. Because yeah. on Ring of Honor, the Dark Order has been on this like little bit of a tag team quest to get some legitimacy back. And See? they've been having some wins and picking up some wins and being like, with the Dark Order again. I haven't even watched ROH a lot recently, but I, I get that. I, I've known that for a while. I was like, and it makes sense. Just given kind of everything they've gone through. and Yeah. They just went on a whole ROH run of getting some wins and getting some legitimacy back so people don't think that they're just a pushover team. And that's why they won that Battle Royal. And so, really adds context. I'm glad that they're the number one contenders. I was kind of hoping to get a rematch with Aussie Open, but Aussie Open's doing a whole thing with Jericho and Guevara now. Apparently, yeah. Which, speaking of Aussie Open, uh, what I liked about Collision last night, that was one of my favorite matches was the tag match, and it always takes a lot for me to like brag on a tag team match. But ah. I was watching that match, and I was kind of getting upset because I was like, okay, if Aussie Open loses, then this is... They're making the Aussie Open lose too much. They make them look like they're just pushovers, and I don't like that. And then, otherwise, I was like, okay, is this just for Nick Wayne to look good? And it just became a whole complex. And what I, I liked, uh, yeah, I liked I the way the match ended perfectly because everybody won. All my complaints were like negated. Uh, everybody, Nick Wayne got put over big time. Aussie Open got put over big time. Like everybody in that situation that was supposed to win won. That's very fair, though. Yeah. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. What I want to know is, what happened with Dennis Rodman? Because I skipped it. I skipped. <laughs> that's the one thing I skipped. I over understand completely. completely. So, let me give you the cliff notes on this. Dennis. Uh, yeah, Dennis Robin came out before he could even say anything remotely um, substantial. Out comes Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Karen Jarrett, Adam Singh, and John Sanjay Dutt. And there, and so Jeff Jarrett's just like, you know, Jay Lethal's been a champion all over, and you've been a champion, and blah, 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 blah. Basically making comparisons and trying to get Dennis Robin to join them. So Dennis Robin's just like, yeah, no, I don't want to. So then, uh, this is where I'm like, what happened after that? I, I don't remember. That shows you how great it was. Fair enough. But I think Dennis Rodman laid some, laid them out, and then, oh, I remember now. So they tried to attack Dennis Rodman, and out comes the Acclaim. The Acclaim helped Dennis Rodman, and yeah. Scissor belt. Oh, Yeah. And they set up a match for zero hour. It's um for zero hour. Yeah, got it's not on the main card. It's the acclaimed and Daddy Ass with Dennis Rodman in their corner versus some combination of the three chuckle fucks. I don't remember <laughs> there. I don't chuckle remember who fucks. exactly I'll who. Quote you on that, dude. Go ahead. Do you want me? Do you want me to spill the tea on why I skipped Dennis Rodman? Sure, why not? We got some time. I'm glad we got time, because this kind of plays on people's ignorance, too. Because I send a lot of tweets out during the week, and a lot of the time, those tweets uh, get acknowledgement, they get opinions thrown at them, whether they be bad or good. I don't really care. The one time I send out a tweet 
about somebody being problematic uh, or sharing like a personal story about somebody being a piece of shit, it's funny that that's what people don't ever gravitate their attention to. Mm. I find that funny. I get that. I sent out a tweet about me not really wanting to watch Collision for the fact that Dennis Rodman was on there because I know a little bit of a story about Dennis Rodman that I didn't expect to hear one day. And this comes from me being a lifelong Bulls fan, too. Like, I am a dedicated Chicago Bulls fan, Uh, my whole family being from the city of Chicago. And I have a friend, my best friend in the whole world, uh, was at a Zoomies event. And Dennis Rodman was at the Zoomies event and bumped into my friend, bumps into him. And then turns around and proceeds to call him a derogatory remark that I'm not going to say on air because it's cancelable. Ugh, that's a tongueful. And um, he calls him this word, and it's a word that I feel like he got called a lot in the 90s and didn't take too kindly to either uh, for a lot of the things that he was made fun of for in his career. And so for that, I was just like, no, I'm definitely not a big Dennis Rodman guy anymore. He kind of seems like a jackass. And yeah, there's the T on why I wasn't going to give any attention to Dennis Rodman, even though I love this company. See, that's fair. I just didn't, I half-ass watched because I just don't care about Jeff Jarrett. I don't care about Dennis Rodman. Jeff Jarrett. I mildly care about the acclaimed. Uh, So I was like, okay. This was a segment that happened, and okay. One of these days, we gotta cut a whole episode on, because I don't know the full story on it, but I want to know and talk about what happened with Jeff Jarrett and Hulk Hogan and uh, what that was about, because Jeff Jarrett said some pretty uh, harsh things about Hulk Hogan that were coming from like a place of truth, it seemed like, and we all know Hulk Hogan's not the best guy, so. Nah, he's great. Everyone loves Hulk Hogan. No. That's sarcasm, by the way, just in case you didn't catch that. No, 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 <laughs> no. My guy's bet. That's the only other thing I have to talk about, and I won't spend 20 minutes talking about it, that's for sure, but I'm not going to not walk around pretending that Brian Danielson isn't back. Mm. That is true. Daddy. I, as soon as they said, as soon as he came out to sign the contract, and he was like, in the contract just said the dragon, I was like, it's Brian Danielson. Everybody knew. Everybody knew. I wanted to not know because I heard he wasn't coming back till October. Yeah. I thought so too. I thought that's the only thing I was like, is he ready yet? Apparently I'm praying he is. to the Lord that I get to see him. Oh, that would be so good. I'll be For anybody who wants to link up in the live crowds, I'll be at uh, AEW Dynamite Rampage in Broomfield, Colorado, 27th. And I'll be watching half asleep because, God, my schedule has been tiring. Nothing no. against AEW. I've just been super tired lately. Yeah, it gets that way. I, I'm i sad that you're not going to go on to SmackDown in San Antonio with me to see Cena. That's like a bucket list thing for me. I wanted to, and then Dennis Bills happened, and I got screwed over having to pay $150 a month instead of other amounts. There's sometimes I'm in that position too. I'm actually in the same position right now. And I just I just don't pay them right now. Okay. They get paid. They get paid. I just don't pay them right now. Well, it's about I, priorities. See, I'm trying to build my credit. And That's fair. Yeah.
But I do, I did really want to go, and I was really sad that they had that signing session recently with uh, Io Sky, uh, Shinsuke, and Raquel. I really wanted to go for Io and Shinsuke. Yeah, it was like two out of two out of three of those were solid. I See, pull up. My mother likes Raquel though. She's a very she. She's not like a huge fan of Raquel, but I mean, it, part of it is just the Texas pride, I guess. Everybody's know? allowed to like somebody. I mean, yeah. I don't hate Raquel. Um, I did see. I was watching Evolve recently, mm. and I saw her in Evolve, and she went. She walked around with a cowbell, and she was like the complete opposite of what she is now. You know, smiling, of course, baby face. She was like a a mean like I'm gonna beat the crap out of you with a cowbell. Apparently, it never gets old. I just I really like watching old evolved stuff and seeing how like people change. Like Theory back then used to uh, he was a better dick than he is now, if that makes sense. He was a more entertaining dick. There we go. I guess that's a fair thing assessment to make. And speaking of evolve, I told you about this, uh and now I get to give you the bad news that I lost the auction. That's fine though. Not gonna lose any sleep over it. Damn. I was amidst an auction. I was trying to get a toy United States belt, in fact. Uh, rarely, hardly ever will I try to get a toy championship belt in, but this was signed by uh, a couple wrestlers, and it, the autographs were acquired at Evolve shows during the yeah. right before the pandemic hit. So. Um, here's the signatures on it. Here's what I missed out on. Tommaso Ciampa... Yeah. That was the big one. Austin Theory. Former Evolve Champion. Yeah. A.R. Fox. Former Evolve Champion. Josh Briggs. Former, the final Evolve Champion. Yeah. And then a little bit of a underrated wrestler here, J.D. Drake. Yes. J.D. Drake. I was watching his stuff in Evolve. His match with Anthony Henry, it was... They had a couple matches, actually, but one of the ones I watched, uh, he hit him with a... I can't remember if it was that one or if it was a Josh Briggs match. Either way, someone hit someone with a keyboard and all the keys came flying out. And I just love that part. <laughs> but J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry went hard. Uh, I'm really sad that they went to AEW and they got put back together. And it was like, oh, it's like this never happened. This It didn't. It never happened. Immediately after CM Punk got fired, I had a CM Punk t-shirt for sale on my <laughs> shop and someone bought it before I could raise the price. Damn. Here's a little bit of a thing that pisses me off too. A uh, little bit of a bone to pick with the IWC. If you're one of those people who immediately after Bray Wyatt died started selling Bray Wyatt merch and titles and shit for hundreds upon thousands of dollars, I hate you. You're a piece of shit. I, I will second that sentiment. You're and, literally just trying to play off of the most painful death in yes. wrestling history. In wrestling history? I, I, that's a bold statement, right? Eddie Guerrero, Crispin Wall was the fucking ball dropper. And I'm I'm glad Alyssa's not here right now for the Crispin Wall discussion because later on in these episodes, I'm going to give her her own little segment for five to ten minutes called Allie's Hot Takes. That's coming up soon. Oh, fuck. I mean, she, do- she doesn't have a filter, so if I let her grab the mic for ten minutes and talk about something, she'll fucking go off on it. 
and she has some pretty hot takes on the Chris Benoit thing. So I'm gonna leave that for a whole other episode. God. What I will say about the Chris Benoit death and why it was a big one, one of the bigger ones, not only because it had all the media attention gravitated towards it that it did, but that happened during uh, the transition period for me as a kid, wrestling fan, because I believed the storyline that was leading up to that where Vince McMahon had died in a limo accident, his limousine blew up, me and my friend Ray were sad as fuck over it we met up at his house that monday for the vince mcmahon tribute show on raw and all this all the while coming off of the vengeance pay-per-view where i expected chris benoit to win the ecw title uh and finding out later on that he was supposed to win the ecw title then i was so thrown off by that and so vince mcmahon's face pops up on the screen he's alive he's talking about chris benoit tragically passing away and that fourth wall that's, just came shattering down. That's terrible. That is going to be the the craziest experience I can think of involving death. Yeah, that was the moment as a wrestling fan that broke me and kayfabe. That's when I realized, wow. oh, this, is, this isn't uh, what I think it is. This isn't real, quote-unquote. I love that as older wrestling fans, we can kind of, like, appreciate what the athletes in the ring are doing and, like, read into the the behind the scenes of it more and like still yes. love it i love it more now than i did as a kid arguable though because yeah. i've always been obsessed with it i wouldn't be here if i wasn't no that's that's kind of something that i kind of yeah. really quick want to want to say is that when i came back i think that's when kayfabe like died for me i think when i came back i started hearing stories and i was like all right well Backstage politics really sucks. Um, what really got me really depressed for wrestling, right before AEW started weekly shows on te- on television, there was that like big string of releases in WWE, and like a lot of these people were like people that I was like really gravitating towards, and I was like, "You just you're ripping it all out for me. Why are you <laughs> doing this?" I was like, "You know what? I'm done with wrestling." And then. AEW happened, and I was like, you know what? Wrestling can be fun. It can be. It had its periods of unfunness, too. And, again, you weren't you weren't back into wrestling at this point, but I really remember this NXT resurgence uh, and Triple H bringing back NXT and that whole wave just creating a whole new era in wrestling, and it felt so great. Also, sidebar... Uh, Happy birthday to the bunny. AEW's the bunny. Oh, I won't happy birthday. wish you a happy birthday unless I just see it on the day I'm recording an episode, but yeah. yeah. I'm trying to scroll through Twitter to just find some like little extra keynotes to talk about that maybe I might have missed, but all people talk about is CM Punk, and I get yeah. it at the same time. Fuck uh, off. Let me try out. You can follow me on Twitter at 5 Star Basili, or you can just follow the podcast at Wrestling Middle. You can you can follow me at at Talon is hollow. Uh, oh, so hollow. I I post about more than wrestling though, so I can see why you wouldn't want to. <laughs> I I post about wrestling all day long. But as for like little tidbits to kind of end off on uh, NXT next week, uh, NXT is having the Heritage Cup Invitational. Uh, it's a round robin tournament, so you're gonna have everyone fighting everyone at least. 
Not better than the G1 Climax, but pretty impressive altogether. Yeah, the only... So, I'm not fully uh, knowledgeable, so did the G1 Climax have a time limit on their matches too? Yes, sorry, I got MJF's pickles in my mouth. That's fair. So yeah, because what threw me off was the 12 minute time limit. I was like, that doesn't feel like enough time. But I think for the most part, they've made it work. Uh, for those of you who haven't been keeping up, Butch has two points. He went, he had a win against, sorry, Pete Dunn has two points. He yes. got a win uh, against Charlie Dempsey. I want to see a full version of that match, by the way. Those two can just break each other's limbs the whole time. Uh, Duke Hudson beat Akira Tozawa. I was really rooting for Tozawa. I was, rooting I for was him too, hard. but I, I'm kind of a Chase U fan too. And then uh, Coffee beat Bait. I was not a fan of that. I feel like they're doing my boy Bait wrong here. But so um, next week we got a few more matches. Do not be surprised. I know not everyone watches Level Up, but do not be surprised if we have another match on Level Up next week. Again, I forget it level up's a thing. I just saw it on uh, one two three wrestling. Yeah. I I didn't really watch it. I watched two of five live when it was around, but not level up. But yeah, there might be another match on there, so just be aware and again, I recommend NXT because it's it's a pretty good show weekly. It's again, it's probably WWE's best brand right now. They do have a really good yeah. roster, and they're doing some really good stuff. They had to. They definitely had to move away from Wednesday nights when AEW Dynamite started popping, and I'm glad they did because they would have got drowned out. Not that I'm trying to make it a competition, and NXT was a like weekly show to watch for wrestling purists that weren't into some of the gimmicky stuff in WWE. But yeah, you can't compete with Dynamite on Wednesday night. Yeah. No, that's why they, that's why they put more gimmicky stuff in it. And now I feel like they have a good balance. Now looking forward, we can look at the week for sure. But next week we're going to be talking about All Out. That's going to be the yep. All Out Fallout because we all could we fall. couldn't cover two pay per views in one day. And also we would be up really late recording this if we did. That's why we recorded this in the middle of the day so we could go home and watch All Out later. Yeah. Talk about that next week. Fucking John Moxley and Cassidy are going to put on a clinic. That's going to be a great match. Luchasaurus and Darby Allen. That's a good one. Uh, I actually see Dar- Darby Allen taking the title back. Ooh. That'll be his, what, third TNT title? Yeah, I believe so. I don't. Thirteen. Yes, it would be his third. Uh, Statlander, Soho. That's decent. Dark Order and Adam Cole and MJF. We already talked about that a little bit. but Should be pretty good. Samoa Joe and Shane Taylor will be a fucking barn burner. You have to, you gotta know Shane Taylor to know Shane Taylor, but that's gonna be a really good match. And then also, like I said, Brian Danielson's training. Omega and Takeshita. That's, that's, oh, that's, that's the one. It built itself up. Uh, Bucks, FTR versus Bullet Club Gold. Miro and Hobbs, that'll steal the show. <laughs> I couldn't say it with a serious face. I love Hobbs, though. I do. I just don't see that match going over ten minutes. No. And then this one will definitely be a candidate for show stealer. Uh, 
Shibata and Kingston are teaming up to face the BCC. Oh, yeah. Claudio and Wheeler. So. <laughs> Hopefully Wheeler's not too beaten up by the... Man. Got beat the fuck up by his boy Claudio. I want to join the Blackpool Combat Club now. They make people tough. Apparently. I want to get beat up by Claudio. And uh, also next week, Tiffany Stratton versus Keanu James. Uh, now, I don't have a lot of expectations for that match, but Keanu did impress a little bit in that four-way, so I'm I'm kind of... I'm a little optimistic. I'm postimistic. Postimistic. I gotta say, like, the last stretch of that match... Where she hit the uh, her finisher and then I guess her other finisher was actually pretty clean. You know what would have been cleaner? I have to bring this turn back for a second week in a row. I'm still remiss that I didn't see the one Wembley Angel. That's fair. I mean, finishes are the most important part of a match. And I feel like anytime you'll hear me critique something good, a lot of times you'll hear me say, great match, terrible finish. Because that's... That's half of the critique for me. How did the match end? That's fair. It's very fair. I'm excited for all that tonight for sure. I like oh, yeah. that I like that a different title is the main event rather yes. than the world title. That's I had the similar feeling to Shinsuke and Seth where that title hadn't main evented in so long that it felt a little different. A world heavyweight title main event. Like, it felt like a world heavyweight title main event. I felt like I was watching, like, Bad Blood type deal. That's what yeah. Payback kind of felt like. And that's why I, I rate it three stars, even. It had some duds on the card, for sure. But had some good matches, too. Stayed decently entertained. It's not going to be... I feel like All Out, I'll pre-rate it. I feel like I'm going to look at it like a three-and-a-half-star pay-per-view. Just a little bit better, but here's my final argument. Should should All Out not necessarily be moved to like a TV event like Blood and Guts or anything like that, but shouldn't it be downgraded maybe to like a $30 pay-per-view being a week after the biggest pay-per-view of the year? I feel like $50 charging for this pay-per-view is overpriced. I can see the argument for that. As someone who can't spend a lot of money on that stuff, I would argue for taking it down to thirty dollars. Yeah, like uh, uh, even if it was just like a fight TV exclusive for like twenty bucks or fight TV Ooh. plus members, I don't something different than like fifty dollars on Bleacher Report every time. That's fair. Because I I couldn't do it, and I'm not gonna lie, it, I like to buy AEW pay per views because I like to support that company. Same reason I watch WWE pay-per-views on Peacock, when in reality I can watch them for free online on like 123 Wrestling or websites like that, like that, like most of us marks know about. So that's how I'm going to watch All Out tonight, unfortunately. I just cannot front the bill of buying All Out this weekend. I'm going to watch it on 123 Wrestling. Shameless plug for them. If they want to get an ad placement on the show, I'm selling them. Just email Let's me. Go, please. I'm putting my email in the description for any people who want to sponsor this show because we have no sponsors but myself. Oh hell yeah! Uh, I, I was gonna do it the impersonation, but I'm, at this point we're close to the end. <laughs> yeah, I'm closing it up because we gotta get ready for all out. You gotta get ready for all out now. I'm not gonna watch it till fucking yeah. like ten or eleven tonight. 
I'm just gonna sit here and watch Seamus and Triple H. <laughs> All Out Fallout next weekend. Look forward to it on Wrestling in the Middle. Yeah, I don't know if this hurts.